welcome back to like our couch reviews i'm your host christina we're back to discuss the second episode of i can now say the first season of the last of us as the series has been renewed for season two Sometimes the universe does deliver, but I had no doubt after that amazing pilot that this would be greenlit for more to come because a lot of people are feeling that Walking Dead uh, void in their life for those that were hanging on for dear life. This is a new outlet for them. In fact, it was written by Craig Mazine, directed by Neil Druckmann. I gave it a 9.2 out of 10. I continue to like the personality of Ellie. I think that the actress does a good job of balancing the fact that Ellie is still a child, but also someone who has to learn the gravity of their situation, which really helps because unlike Carl... He was more than, you know, he's more than uh, aware of what was going on. Whereas you see Ellie, someone who was taken from their mother when they were a child and placed in an orphanage, living behind walls, all this time would not have the same wherewithal of someone who had been fighting from the beginning because she was raised behind those protected walls. However, when Tess says no, she gets the message loud and clear. I hope they continue that trend. Before we jump into the review, wherever you listen to this podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be down below as well. Like, share. If you want to send feedback on The Last of Us or any other show that I'm doing, blackercouch at gmail.com. And now let's get into it. We didn't start where we left off we began two days before the outbreak in jakarta and that is where we heard things were popping off in the premiere episode when sarah was listening to the radio this lady is at lunch enjoying her meal when all of a sudden and very scarily some government officials show up wanting a word she is a professor of mycology and is taken to a facility after being told that she has not committed a crime which is great once she gets into the facility she's taken to a lab where she's asked to look at a specimen She immediately identifies what it is, says that the cordyceps, cordyceps, something to that effect, cannot be present in a human. It's impossible. So they show her the impossible corpse with a bullet in its head of a woman. They tell her before she goes in, even though she's strapped up, if she starts to feel sick to leave immediately. She seemed as if she was more than competent at her job. 
looks to where she was bitten and sees that when she opens her skin, there's fungus where the infection is. And then when she looks into her mouth, we see those tendrils we've seen quite a few times that show that the person may be dead, but the infection spreading within them is still very much alive and consuming the host. So she immediately makes a a dash for the door. The general later informs her that this woman was bitten at a factory. She attacked three other employees that were also infected, but summarily executed later on for reasons. And she also learns that 14 others are missing from the factory. They don't know who bit her and they are wanting to know what kind of vaccine they can come up with, what kind of cure, what do they need to do to fight this? And she makes it clear that there is no fighting this. Well, actually she says bomb, bomb the entire city then starts to cry before she asks to be driven home to her family to spend her last moments alive with them. Cause she knows that that might help, but we don't, know where this we don't know where patient zero is and i'm not sure if it's relevant to the show but now that i know that they have two seasons we can take our time trying to get to the backstory of it all you know i think the walking dead at some point tried to get to the backstory of it all and it wasn't that interesting so it is a (laughs) it is a question mark that could be left alone and i wouldn't complain about it but I do like the the initial bringing back to that news that news broadcast that this is the place it seemingly started. And does that mean we'll make it to Jakarta one day? Or we could have a whole separate art going on in Jakarta instead of like The Walking Dead making 14 shows uh, following 15 people. How about have... <laughs> several locations with several people we care about that might and all working towards the same goal set that would be that would be far more entertaining we are then brought back to the present where ellie wakes in a ball of sunshine put your faith in the light she turns around and joel ain't stopped having that weapon on her (laughs) Tess is very much keeping him in check. Like, hey, let's see your arm. Okay, she's not turned. Maybe this is real. Sure, I know and I understand why Joel would be as cynical as he is about the idea of a cure. Like, we've been told this lie for how long? However, it feels as if Tess is far more open to the idea of this being real. And so she allows the girl to go to the restroom and hands her a magazine for toilet paper. And she's like, oh, gee, thanks, girl. You better be grateful for that toilet paper because <laughs> otherwise it's leaves. Then again, it is a 14 road and I hate to say it, but they really don't care about their hygiene. all like <laughs> from my experience with 14 year olds. They'll care if it's something in which they, you know, if they're trying to impress someone, but Shelly ain't trying to impress nobody. So she probably didn't care if there was toilet paper or not. 
they have a private discussion in which Joel still wants to shoot her and Tess is like, we don't, we can't go back at least this way. We, uh, we can still get what we want. And when she comes back, I like how she talked to Ellie. Like, I'm going to talk to you like an adult. You're not a child. Basically, me and Joel, we're not good people. We do things that are beneficial for us. So if you have value, I suggest you spit it the fuck out because otherwise he is going to get his way. Take your ass back. They look at you, see that you're infected and they're going to put a bullet in your head. So start, start giving me something. So she admits that they are or were planning to transport her west so that they can try to find a cure. Joel doesn't buy into that. But Tess says, hey, if they believe it, it doesn't matter. It gets us still what we want. So they decide that they need to go to the state house. Uh, well, the path to the state house is swarmed with infected people. There is the short way and the long way. So they decide to first look at the long way because the short way apparently is possible immediate death. How about new? However, when they do finally get over to where they need to be, they find the whole entire place is swarmed with the infected. Most of the back and forth as they were traversing through great scenery, because for the first time she sees outside and uh, she sees that they have bombed. Like there's this huge crater in the, <laughs> in the ground and Tess explains that they bombed a lot of places to try to stop the infection, but unfortunately it failed in a lot of places other than Boston. She also explains that and like what they've been hearing, the myth that the, the city is infected with all of the, the undead and there's nothing but crazy madness out there. She's like, ah, that's all a little inflated, but there is such a thing as the ones that don't have faces, which are known as clickers, which come with a very creepy sound that I would never want to hear in my life <laughs> in a dark area. No, thank you. No, thank you. They did share a look too, like, uh, she don't need to know that right now, but she gonna discover it today. While Tess is friendly enough, Joel very much is not warming up to Ellie. He does follow along with the conversation. You know, it's not like he's not participating. He's just far more reluctant to participate. And the two certainly aren't thawing between them because they head to the a hotel. When they get to the hotel, <laughs> she asks, has anyone ever stayed here? Uh, she's like, oh, cool. Look at this. She goes over. And uh, the one scene was funny where she looked at all the water and she goes, oh, I don't know how to swim. And he's like, seriously? <laughs> and he steps down because, you know, the water is not up to anywhere. She's like, how was I supposed to know that? Then she runs over to the front desk because this is a moment of that innocence of running into something that's new and exciting and that natural inclination, despite the danger to give in to that childlike glee. So she picks up the, 
the phone and she's like, oh, I heard about these things in school. <laughs> Front desk. He's like, you're a weird child. <laughs> Very weird. As Tess goes to check out the situation, they're left alone for a moment. He asks about the knife. She doesn't give him much information. It's like no personal questions other than he's from Texas. Uh, so she starts asking about the infected. And he says that he's killed plenty of them. She asks, is it hard to kill someone that you knew as a person? He's it's like, yeah, you know, sometimes. <laughs> and I'm glad that he didn't lie about that. Like, no, or of course. She's more like, mm, you know, sometimes, yeah, it depends on how close I was to that person. <laughs> uh, he's done with the questions, though, and that's when they find out that it's infected and they got to go the short way, which involves going through a museum, which is infected with the clickers, even though outside when Joel checked the, I guess, the wiring, as she calls it, because she tells that's something once they get up on the top she's like look no more games just letting you know you're in danger you need to start taking care of yourself because you have value so when you see these fuckers <laughs> you get quiet uh, later on as joel says it's like not even quiet you get silent because <laughs> she was a whole lot of loud what the fuck happened to them Shut up, bitch. There was a body they found that died in a different manner than we've seen previous. And she's like, what could it do that to that to that guy? I don't know what that was supposed to reference. I don't do the game. So this is completely non-gamer review. I have no, no idea what I'm supposed to be referencing. I'm sure for the game people, this is heavily contextualized or or a premonition of something but i have no idea (laughs) all i know is it was dark and it was scurry and there was a lot of clickers running around until joel has to eventually fire one they get split up and of course tess goes one way homegirl goes the other way joel did he how did he how did he shoot the weapon to be able to put the axe that I don't know how that was, but it was a nice kill shot. I enjoyed it until everyone regroups once again. And we learned that Ellie has been bitten. Oh Lord. Again. A fucking again. Nothing new. Nothing changed. Same old shit. Same old fucking. Luckily, as she says, out of everyone who could have gotten bitten, it happened to her since she is immune, which she proves later because her her wound heals up. But Tess was right. You may be immune, but you still can be ripped apart. And clearly they'll still go after her. And thus, despite her not turning, she still can be killed by these creatures. I think that's an important thing to reinforce. Tess unfortunately twisted her ankle and that black tape came in handy. This is exactly what you would have to do. <laughs> she's like, it's fine. Because they talked about his wound too. Because she's like, I think your hand is broken. He's like, oh, no, I think it's a hairline fracture and it should heal pretty soon. But he was shaking. 
Oh, that was a funny scene too, where uh, they was eating their little what 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 was that beef jerky? I don't know, <laughs> chocolate in the morning, and she's like, uh, "Marlene Park packed me my own shit." She's like, "Is that a chicken sandwich?" <laughs> that would be a fucking commodity. I'm like, "Hold on, hold on, hold on." If I'm gonna die, at least can I get a bite of that chicken sandwich? Oh God, it's so good. Mm. Mmm, so good. Mmm, so good and tasty. When they get outside, Ellie is able to go across the wooden plank because wood doesn't scare me. That place scared me. While Tess and Joel have a conversation, he's like, well, what do you think about? She's like, can you just shut the fuck up and stop being a skeptic for all of five seconds? Because we... We won. Take the fucking win. Stop being so negative. It's annoying. (laughs) But there were moments where we saw that Anna was looking at Joel with quite a bit of affection, which explains a lot when we get to the the heartbreaking scene at the end of the episode, because they make their way over finally to the Fireflies base. Except when they get there, all of the Fireflies are dead. They think maybe Fedra, however... Joel explains that no, one person was infected, came back, infected someone else. The infected fought the non-infected and everybody lost. And thus, that's what happened. Joel, you should at least look for a car battery if that's what you were going to show up for. Because what has all these dead people got to do with the supplies that are clearly still around? I would have been all over that. But instead, he is defeated once again as Tess is still trying to find something to recoup from this mission. It's like, no, it's time to go back home. She screams, that's not my fucking home. And it doesn't take long before Ellie realizes that she's bitten. I felt so bad for Joel. Emotional damage. I felt bad for Tess too, but... Since we're continuing on with Joel, I felt worse for him because he really didn't even believe it until she showed it to him. She's like, it had to happen sometime. You know, our luck had to run out. But after all the shit that we've done, this is real. And she once again reinforces that, look, her wound has healed. I'm, I just got bit not even 20 minutes ago and look what's happening to me. You don't want to believe it, but it's the truth. This is a future. This is something tangible we're fighting for. I'm going to need you to do that for me. I never asked anything of you. I've never asked you to feel the same way I feel about you. He tries to talk. She's like, shut the fuck up. And then one of the fun guys comes back to life. So he shoots it. But we learned earlier in the episode that not only is the infected they're connected to each other but they have a network underground so that if you step on one they can wake up infected somewhere else and now they know your location game over which is exactly what happens they got a minute so Tess knowing what she needs to do throws down the barrels of the barrels of a uh, gasoline Throw some grenades down and says, I'm buying you some time. 
And no sweet last words, because we don't got time for that. She just says, save as many as you can. And he knows, he knows. There's not much else they can do. So he grabs Ellie. He says, we can't leave her. And uh, takes her away as the infected get in. And as she's struggling with the lighter, one is able to uh, French kiss his tentacles into her mouth. But luckily, she didn't have to deal with that for much longer as she incinerates the place. I did it my way. And that was the conclusion of our episode. I thought the sound design was really good. I like when they had the piano and the frog was on it. That was uh, some spectacular sound design, by the way. The set pieces all look very very great there was only a moment or so where i was kind of out of the scene a little bit when they had that large shot of the city but for the most part uh fantastic i enjoyed this episode a lot and i love the banter between um joel and elliot does remind me a lot of him and sarah the smart alecky commentary i thought you said you went to school well, it's a shitty school. Well, then why did you bring it up in the first place? <laughs> why did you act like you were smart? Like, because I'm trying to tell you where a certain place is and you're like, well, Texas is, well, I, I go to school. I'm smart. Okay, so if you want to have a fucking attitude, we ain't having a conversation, you know? <laughs> but you also understand she's a kid. She's a kid and they're both heavily prickly. She also says that she got infected when she was alone, went into a mall within the QZ and that um she's never killed one before and that's how she got bitten my thing is i think she was lying about being alone because who is riley that seemed to be a person that meant something and she knew versus someone that her mom would know and if it isn't an adult which wouldn't be because marlene would have not left her as an orphan um it it has to be another kid her own age possibly secondly they made a mention of do you have a boyfriend coming after you i thought that was weird i don't know why they mentioned it but it's like what why would a 14 year old have a boyfriend that would be coming after her (laughs) i don't know but (laughs) i don't think that would be high on the list of things especially at that age it's like it's already half fickle (laughs) but uh other than that i think we covered all bases that i wanted to discuss if we have anything more to address i'm sure it'll come up in feedback so let's hop into the mailbag What up, Cena? This is Mimi. This is feedback for The Last of Us. Um, this is going to be a mashup of episodes one and two. Um, I, I got to be honest with you, I don't know if this is going to be a kind of show that I can send feedback in. Um, I've, I've watched the last two episodes and it's been really slow for me. Um, I know this is based off a video game. I even, because I watched it on HBO Max, so there was like a little bit, maybe like three minutes of behind the scenes uh, from the director 
and the I guess I don't know if he was just the creator of the the show, whatever you want to call him. So like I I I'm getting like some behind the scenes information, but I just I don't know a lot about this stuff because I didn't play these types of video games. I I I don't even know when this video game came out, but from my understanding. I did like in that first episode that they, um, like, kind of had that, like, flashback to, like, 1968, and we, we, they were talking about a pandemic, because, you know, that's something that we went through, <laughs> and I love they gave that definition of a pandemic, because it wasn't an epidemic, because it went from one country to the next, it was a pandemic, and it took like at least a year before people realized that there was a difference <laughs> an epidemic and pandemic but you know I digress um, I I enjoyed like the you know the you know we got to see the main character Joel um, with his daughter who like the whole time I'm looking at her I'm like why does this little girl look so familiar and that's Tandaway Newton's daughter I, she looks just like her damn mama and I'm like I know I know that face I know I know that face and then it hit me and I was trying to get Darren I was like Tandaway from Westworld and he he didn't he's still thinking her name is Tandy because he's a lady but anyway I looked it up and I was like yes I knew it I knew it <laughs> she looks so much like her mom same shape they have the same face they even have the same facial expressions um but that shit was sad like i was i know i'm about to sound so morbid and anything like this but i remember watching this uh tiktok where this this guy was like you know i i know like you know people watch you know the walking dead or whatever because it's entertaining but i gotta be real with y'all if the fucking, if that ever happened where we are in an apocalyptic, you know, era and there's zombies everywhere, I don't understand why we fight so hard to live. Like, life is hard as fuck now. Why am I going to fight so hard to stay alive in, in a zombie apocalypse? And I was like, you know what? You are not wrong. That's some really fucking bad, that's a valid fucking question. So this was before I like watched this episode, and then when his baby girl died, and then the way she died, like it broke my heart. I was bawling my eyeballs out. I'm not gonna lie, and I'm sure I haven't listened to like any of the. I haven't listened to a podcast in a while, so I don't know what was going on with episode one, what you said, but I'm sure everybody got a little like misty eye because even though we only knew her for a little bit of time she really got into my soul and um i i had a feeling she was gonna die um because i don't remember seeing her in any other like thumbnails or like the steals or any of like the uh trailers but i thought maybe she might have made it to like the end or like towards like we were gonna see her a little bit more i didn't know it was gonna like in the beginning she was gonna die so that was pretty fucking tragic but um I forgot where I was going with this. Oh, I remember now. But when we, um, after after he died, after she died, and then we like flash forward to 20 years, I would look at Darren, Darren, and I was like, look, if I'm being honest, 
if this happened and Derek died, I don't know how I'm supposed to live. Uh, what am I fighting for? And Darren just looked at me and he was shrugged and he was like, like his, it was his way of saying I agree. And I just, I, I just was like, what is Joel gonna be like? Twenty years, like he, she, I think she, what was she like, fourteen, fifteen? So at this point, you've lived longer without her than you have with her, and you're going through this fucking tragic ass world like what is this going to turn him into that was the question i had from the jump um but i like i know this like we're world building they're trying to like show us things and but it just it this this show is very slow and i'm finding it very hard to watch not that i don't want to watch it it's just that it it gets to the it gets in little like it'll go so slow at points where like there's no talking or there's very little talking we're just watching and i'll doze off and that happened in episode one and episode two and when i dozed i didn't even realize i dozed off but then when we got to the scene where like the little tendrils of the the fungi was coming up and it woke up all the other ones that were miles away I didn't even know that that happened. Darren had to pause it and explain it to me because I fell asleep. And and I was like, I, I don't know if I can watch this. Like, I don't want to compare this to The Walking Dead because I know that they're different. I know that they um, aren't meant to be the same. But, you know, I can't help but do the comparison because it's the only other zombie-like apocalyptic show that's, that I watched that I could pull from, you know. Um, I love the fact that this is not a viral infection that caused this. Um, it's a fungal infection, which I think is pretty cool. I, I love that these motherfuckers are fast as hell. They don't seem stupid. They're very strong and hard to kill. And I'm assuming because their corpses being controlled by a fungus, that, that makes them harder to kill. Like, you gotta destroy the body so that the fungi doesn't have anything to manipulate so all of that stuff is cool i also like the fact that these things like they look terrifying i don't know it's like this when you see a zombie and they're like just look like rotten dead flesh i don't know what it is like it's it scares me but this shit right here terrifies me like they look terrifying one of the things that the guy said, uh, he called them clickers, which is a fucking annoying-ass name. I think that would annoy me. But I thought it was kind of cool that, to know that that's what they're called. I don't know if that was a name given to them by, like, the, the video gamers or if that was what the, the, the you know, the game, the game, the gamers or the actual people that created the game, created the name clickers. I don't know. But, you know, that's kind of cool to know. Um, I'm also very interested to see, you know, we saw like in episode two, they were in Indonesia and the, the woman that was like, the, I'm assuming she was the best in the country if they, you know, had to stop her, like stop her during her lunch hour to have her like come look at this. And they were like, you know, we, you know, aren't you like the fungi specialist, whatever? And they were like, you know, this person was infected. It's like, you know, fungi can't live in a human being. And they were like, well, we got some bad news. And basically, like, you know, 
what should we do with this? And she was like, just bomb everybody. She she was willing to even bomb herself because they were like, okay, so she bit these people. You exterminated those people. But what about the person that bit her? There was 14 people missing. So in that amount of time, if they're if, like they're violent, strong as fuck, you know, who knows how many people they could have affected in the in the short amount of time that they're not that they they're not located because it was 30 hours. And 30 hours seem like a long time, but it it doesn't seem that long when you're thinking about the actual. <laughs> shit that could go down in 30 hours and how fast you know these infections spread and if they're so violent that they're going around attacking people it could spread pretty fast so she was willing to just say like let's just blow this motherfucker up so that's what they were doing and that explains why um that that the military people were told to just you know kill everybody in the area like, I guess, I'm assuming they didn't have the technology to check if someone was infected back then, which would make sense if something is so new, um, especially considering that before, like right now, fungi can't even live inside of a human being, um, you know, in this day and age. Um, but, you know, when that happens, they've adapted and uh, to, to the climate change, and now they can't. So, you know, now we're, we're, we're in this situation where, you know, there's no vaccine, there's no cure, there's nothing. We, we're not even, we're not even built for this. Like, this is so new that we don't even, we can't even comprehend how the fuck this is happening. So now we just got to bomb everybody. It sucks that, you know, people were dying and there was no, like, seemed like they didn't care, no remorse for the deaths of everybody, but... I mean, it seems like at this point, that's all they had. They couldn't, there was nothing else they could do. Like, we got to just destroy the people that are alive so that we are that every, we have to destroy everyone that's in this area because we can't stop the spread. We can't cure anybody. People are just going to die and they're going to die no matter what. So we might as well try and save the people we can save by killing the ones that are in the area of the infected. So it makes sense why why it is what it is. But now I guess we got, like, I'm just hoping that now since, you know, Joel and, um oh shit, Ellie. Joel and Ellie are the, the two people that are the main characters. We're going to be following them. I'm just hoping, like, we're going to get more of the story and it won't be as slow. Um, or if it is slow, maybe it's filled with, you know, things that, of interest I don't know like we'll we'll figure out what happened you know with the with the world and how everything fell apart I don't know but like I said I don't know if I'm gonna be sending feedback because I this show is is not the kind of show that I'm I feel like I can discuss right now because I, I don't feel like it's enough going on and I don't know enough about anything so to speak, and this is this is 12 minutes of me talking about two episodes, so, <laughs> and you know how much normal I talk, so we'll see, um, but I'll end it here, until next time, love, peace, hair, grease, and black girl magic, queen of the couch, Mimi out. That was Queen Mimi with her thoughts on the episode. You know, I, you made a lot of good points, and I agree with all of them. <laughs> the first, yeah, if I lost my child like that, why, why? Why would I be fighting so hard to live? 
absolutely correct. I think naturally, just because we are the creatures that we are, we won't go down, you know, without anything. But I think, I don't know. I mean, I could see myself, especially if I didn't have anything worth fighting for. Like if I had a child, yes, I think. But (laughs) yeah, no, if anything happened to Maya, I think I'd pretty much just, uh, just go ahead and spend the rest of my existence on as many narcotics or legal drugs as I possibly can get my hands on until hopefully I just go away in my sleep. That would be an idea situation. I sure as shit would not be fighting so damn hard to live. You got that right. Um, I also agree that, you know, at this point, Joel should just be the villain, but I have a feeling <laughs> he probably has already done that. It's just like all the shit that we did, that there's hope, that there's any hope. You got to do, you got to take that, man. You got to do some atonement. We got to do some atonement. I also am with you. I don't mind the pace, but it is, it is not the most engaging thing. Like I watched this all the way on Monday and I barely have 20 minutes to talk about it. So I'm not even trying to take notes or do review because it's just going to be my feelings about what I saw happen so much more than I won't have any complex like a lot of other shows and it doesn't really offer that much to be fair and I and I I don't like to make the comparisons either to The Walking Dead but I do think after both of us has watched what nine ten seasons of that show there's not so much in this particular genre that's gonna surprise you you know what I mean like the whole time they're in a dark place I'm like yeah something's about to jump out it's gonna be scary and like I've been through it so many times it no longer gives me that same amount of suspense and everything else it did it felt like we were just moving but we didn't really go anywhere (laughs) things happen but really not happened Uh, I think Going forward, if we're focusing simply on these two characters, I that might be problematic as well, uh, as I mentioned in the episode, um, because, you know, it's just that it depends on the people that are down with the game, though. They're so down with it, like TV podcast industries. They know a lot of shit (laughs) and they know what they're looking for and looking at and being able to dissect and take apart certain elements Whereas I'm just kind of waiting for this to to be um, make me excited to get to the next episode every week. I haven't gotten that feeling yet. And, you know, that's fair. <laughs> Some people get really mad when you they enjoy something and you're not there yet or you're just don't get high. You know, difference of opinion is a thing. You got to you got to you got to accept for as much as you love something someone else might dislike it and it could be for their own valid reasons everyone ingests things differently as shy has brought out to me several times and i do think we all need to be reminded on occasion that that is true speaking of shy she also sent in feedback about the second episode so let's hear what she has to say hey christina it's me shy i am here to give my feedback for last of us episode two I meant to send this yesterday, but I ended up um, getting distracted and next thing you know, I fell asleep. So 
Um, I'm a bit late. I don't think you put the podcast up yet. If so, then I guess this will wait until your next one and you'll insert it then. If not, I made it in time. Um, I kind of gave you a a general idea of my thoughts about this latest episode. And and again, I haven't listened to the episode one um, podcast yet. Um, So I'm just continuing on with that in regards to my ignorance about this knowing that uh, other than knowing it's a video game I don't know anything else so um, I go into these things blind per usual for a lot of the shows that we do that may have some um, source material Um, so here's my thing I I (laughs) I and I don't and I didn't watch The Walking Dead and all these other ones that um you guys have watched so um I'm trying to gather I mean I'm assuming it's just Joel and Ellie that is the main characters in this thing because it seems like people that I think are main characters end up dying just like in episode 1 Joel's daughter dies and in this one um, test dies and I'm like what <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna be long for this show if people just keep dying I mean I like I can't get it I mean I already it's like it's hard to get attached to characters when you I mean for for me I don't know what's gonna happen to them and like I mean not that I'm supposed to know what's gonna, I mean, you know what I mean like they're not sticking around like normally you stick around for at least more than one or two episodes if it, if I'm thinking you're a main character but then I'm like you know it's the video game right so wouldn't like I don't understand why people had to die I'm not again I don't play video games I haven't played video, I mean you know the the most serious kind of video games I've ever done was like Mario Kart and Crash Bandicoot Bandahoot, whatever. This has been that long. I don't remember what it's called. So and that was when the kids were, my kids were really, really, really small. And I would play those types of things. Like when I say small, like five, six, seven years old, that kind of thing. I would play those types of games with them. We had a Wii. Um, so we would play that kind of thing as well. Um, so I am totally just taking it all in. Um this was a lot more informative. Uh, I was there was a lot more on the edge of my seat, and a lot more um, not liking the feeling again because you know I'm just not about this jump scare stuff and you know something come around the corner. Now we got these creepy mushroom head looking things, <laughs> like with these clicking sound. It's like, okay, now what am I going to start having nightmares about clicking, something clicking, you know? It's like, <laughs> I'm a big chicken. I'm sorry. So just like when the um, Jason sound, that haunted me as a kid. And um, it's like, why, did, why does it have to have a sound? Like, oh my gosh. And so these mushroom heads, apparently they're strong and can't see, but can hear. They got uber super hearing and then the ground the the connection they have like this kind of like hive mind thing where they they can communicate through this these vines underneath the ground 
for what a, a, a mile distance so that's crazy so it's like it's hard to get even if you're not around them you know if you step on these vines or like uh the the these types of vines they can sense you as well so and then they come a running they came a running <laughs> and so i was so you know i was suspicious of tess being bit but i didn't i thought it was like around her ankle because you know she was limping and we didn't get to see her ankle and i'm like did she get bit or something down there and then i didn't think anything up like then they just kept going I was like all right i guess not maybe she did hurt herself because she was out of frame for quite a while and so I was like, I see how y'all are. Y'all, y'all <laughs> trying to, you know, keep us, um, keep us off track. Um, and so, yeah. So seeing that she, cause she was a badass and she was, she was not playing. She did not play with Joel. I liked her in episode one. I don't know if I mentioned that. And I liked her in this one. I thought she was going to be around a while, but then no, she blew herself to smithereens after getting infected. And then I was like, and I get Joel's skepticism, you know, especially if you isn't you know, on the propaganda, if you've been hearing something for years, you know, about a cure, a vaccine, and, you know, nothing ever comes of it. It's like we are, like, I mean, we see the world today. People are so skeptic, skeptic about um, the different things, the COVID vaccine and all that stuff. So, um I could see why he wouldn't believe in that. But at the same time, you know, it's like, hey, and I don't know what the turn is, like the, the time frame, like some turn quicker than others. So there's some that can go longer without turning and then eventually turning. I'm not sure. But it seemed like she would be immune um, at this point, because how long has it been since she first got bit, um, Ellie? So, um, I mean, at least... My thing is, I, I, and of course, like I said, I get the um, keeping hope alive is not something that you tend to have after, what, 20 years of being in this type of um, environment. Um, it's, hope is at a premium. And so um, to have it is something that is hard for Joel. And of course, all that he's been through, all that he's lost. So... Um, yeah um i love their banter um back and forth joel and um ellie it's really cute um i like her you know she was a teenager that's for sure in this one and i feel like you know because they're in a way they're sheltered i mean even though they've they're in this environment um they're still sheltered to a certain extent and not a not exposed to a lot of the world because she was asking a lot of questions um, so they're not, they're not privy to things. Um, they know what's going on. They know that there's these things out there, but they've never experienced it until, well, of course, she ended up getting bit. So she did experience it. But that's part of that naivete. The fact that she did go in that, um, wherever the mall and then end up getting bit, uh, because, and of course, being a, that age too that that lends itself to having that mentality um so this one was mostly about just you know learning more about the world and which i'm fascinated by and um the zombie-like things um they were gross and then please tell me why i'm like when tess 
you know, ended up um, blowing her self in the smithereens. Prior to that, I, I'm I'm not kissing that thing. I, I'm just not. I'm not letting that thing kiss me. It's it's just not happening. <laughs> I know, and of course, like it, like it never fails. You you know, just when you need the lighter, it, it's it's not working. Um, but I, we all know that's put in there to, to um to keep the drama, the suspense going. But I'm sorry, it's got to be it's got to be another way. It's got to be a better way. I mean, I know I'm about to blow myself up, but I'm not. I'm just not doing it. <laughs> it's not happening. Um, so um, that was sad seeing her go and all that stuff. Um, but she went off. She went out. Uh, like Mimi likes to say, like a boss bitch. So um, got mad respect. You know, R.I.P. Tess. So all the people that they went to meet, they all died. And so I don't know where they go next. I don't know what the plan is. Because um, I'm like, they went west that fast. When I, they were saying west, I was thinking like west-west. But I guess just western of where they started out from, I guess. Um, I didn't even talk about the beginning part with the Indonesia. Um, the But uh, I'm running out of time. So that was fascinating how it all got started. And uh, she was like, blow this bitch up. Gotta go. Everybody's got to go. <laughs> that that professor. So I was like, damn. But anyway, um, gotta go. My limit is has been reached. Until next time, much love, peace, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, shy. Thank you, Queen Chai, for your thoughts on the episode as well. I ain't kissing that thing. I don't blame you. I was like, why is it always when we need the lighter? Autumn damn grays, just just pick one up and take it off. What the fuck? We don't have to need, but of course, they wanted us to ha- see it. Of course. Uh, it's it's uh, disturbing enough to make us all watch it. But in the back of everyone's mind, we're going, oh, why? <laughs> So the second person that's like, I don't know if I can send feedback from them. These gonna be some really short reviews. That's for dang sure. Uh less work for me. <laughs> no, of course I wanna hear everyone's thought, but I but I also get the idea of if you ain't got nothing to say, you ain't got nothing to say. Uh if the things are just like, hey, we're learning more stuff about the world. Okay. <laughs> you don't have any thoughts and I, I get that part I do I really honestly get that part right now in two episodes exactly where I'm at I don't have a lot to say about other than banter's good scenery's pretty good score's good but I'm I'm not emotionally attached to anyone besides Joel and only because of the automatic connection of a parent I wasn't ready for Tess to go either. I was surprised, just as surprised as you. But I, I knew what was up the minute she's like, at least out of everyone, it was me. I was like, and then they panned over to Tess. I was like, well, fuck, TV show. Why you always got to give things away? <laughs> it would have been great if we hadn't panned to Tess that moment. And then we still had that scene. That would have put, that would have been 100%. But I know people are like, well, I don't then because you'll get those people at the end. They'll be like, but they didn't hint at that. You don't have to. You don't have to. Stop listening to the idiots <laughs> that don't aren't smart enough to catch on the TV. And it's not even about being smart enough. It's just because you don't need to, everyone. Like other people say, people watch TV and play on their phone or do whatever. It's just like you didn't catch it. That doesn't mean 
that the show failed you. It just means that you didn't catch it. But they were like, you're going to catch it. You're, you're going to catch it. Um, I don't know who Frank is either. That was like a reference person. I'm like, am I going to care about Frank? I'm going to, that's third new mission is to drop her off. And Frank's not even to drop her somewhere where some doctors are at. And they're definitely not a part of the Firefly. So what's, what's going to go, what's happening with Tommy? I would have loved to just see Tommy wherever Tommy's at. I would have been cool. Like I said, I think this series, if I have to make one complaint this far, is it needs to spread out the characterizations that you're following so that it doesn't, it doesn't run into the issue of feeling stale when you're only, and it's not that the two leads are not engaging enough. It's just simply watching someone walk around is not the most (laughs) tantalizing bit of uh, what you want from television or how what you need to talk about afterwards anyway uh they do have a time frame which i was able to find because it was listed in the first episode um so i don't think this is spoilers or anything like that uh they had it on the wall when the when they brought that uh person in in the in the chair but it looks like stage one sees the host lose their higher brain function. This happens two days after the initial infection. So that tells you that two days would have been when tests turn. All it is doing right now is spreading. Which renders them as hyper aggressive creatures that are incapable of reasonable or rational thought. Stage two sees the infection altering the vision of its host as the fungus continues to grow into the visual cortex of the brain. I would think once I lose higher brain function, (laughs) I'd be, you know, I don't, I don't need to worry about my vision. Stage three sees the host's vision completely destroyed, meaning that they have to develop a primitive form of echolocation to hunt. Well, that's beneficial. The host also develops horrific scarring on their face during the stage stage four and the final phase is the most prolonged and rarest of stages where hardened plates made from the fungus growing on the outside of the host body giving them a short sort of biological armor they say most last a few days but it's rare that some last a few years so that's the time frame that we were working with and it's a little bit more believable than uh that joel would be like okay well i've known you for not two days so i need two days to pass before i'm going to believe <laughs> that you're actually immune i think that's pretty much all my other other than um oh yeah the the whole thing about the scare tactics about how it was different than what they told her yeah that's probably true as well because people will make up things in the absence of knowledge but i think federal probably intentionally did that is a military compound so keeping folks terrified they have the threat of death for escaping or for leaving the walls and coming back inside um, without permission they definitely want children who are clearly far more reckless (laughs) as seen with ellie to take those chances to to be less inclined to do so if you get them from a young age of oh well it's just nothing but fucked up shit out there so of course no one's gonna want to go out 
And that is going to conclude my thoughts on your feedback. And that is going to wrap up our episode. If you want to join in the conversation, blackercouch.gmail.com. Or you can leave a comment below, like, share. Until next time, peace, hair grease, black or magic.